Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. All right, welcome to another episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Let's dive into some football with myself, Josh Lyles, Jay Kassan, and Chris Nano. Guys, I would ask how your week was, but in reality, we all know why we're here. Let's talk some Bears football. Let's just jump straight into On Twitter, we were posting some bold predictions. What's funny about bold predictions is that it could be literally anything we want it to be, and we just have to back it up with some uh, believable either stats or, or just observations. So, Jake, you want to go ahead and start off with your bold prediction? Yeah, sure. So we put mine uh, out there on Twitter. Uh, I believe that the Bears will have 2,000-yard receivers. Uh, and to be fair, not a 2,000-yard not, not receiver, but two 1,000-yard receivers on their team this year, as well as Jordan Howard running for another 1,000. And my reasoning behind this is, obviously, we all know that the pickup of Allen Robinson, he was considered the top receiver on the market this year he's a young explosive receiver um, has had almost 1500 yards in the season before and then also the draft of Anthony Miller when the Bears traded into back into the second round and the draft and he's also seen as a really explosive quick guy that can uh, really go get the football it can be a real threat uh, pair those guys with uh, developing Mitch Trubisky and an uh, open offense a new uh, fast-paced offense that Matt Nagy's bringing to the Bears, and I just think there's a lot of potential there for those three to those three being Trubisky, Robinson, and Miller to form a real close bond. And I think Trubisky's going to look to them often all season long. Uh, there's no reason in my head that they can't both get to or eclipse a thousand yards. And then Jordan Howard's been doing it since he was drafted, just running all over anyone uh, who steps in his way. Uh, even when teams were stacking the box against him every game last year because the Bears didn't really have a passing offense. He still went over 1,000 yards. So I think that's just a given at this point, especially with defenses having to respect the passing game this year too. And so he's going to see fewer stacked boxes. He's going to see opposing defenses not keyed in on him as much. And I I think all four players are really going to take a step forward, show... Uh, some of their best skills this season. Sweet. So, yeah, my bold prediction, also on Twitter, was Anthony Miller will have more receiving yards than Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> this isn't even a reflection of Tyreek Hill's skill or Anthony Miller's skill. Uh, my, actu- my actual hot take is I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be as good as uh, the Kansas City Chiefs do, as good as they think he- he'll be. And that's just me being a fan, observing tape, as much as I possibly can. Chiefs are obviously smarter than me, but <laughs> that's my hot take. 
the Chiefs didn't add anything, as far as I know, to their line, except they had a sixth-round uh, guard I think they picked up. And I was watching Week 17 against the Broncos, and they have a great pass rush, don't get me wrong, but I felt like Mahomes was just running all over the field because he didn't have any time. So unless they improve that, which I, Alex Smith was running all over the field too, it's just I think Alex Smith is an underrated quarterback, and they really messed up getting rid of him. And then also all the weapons that are on the Chiefs, I just think I think Anthony Miller just has a better opportunity for success than uh, Tyree Kill. So that's that's my hot take. That's my bold prediction. Don't add. Well, me. Josh, if I may, if I may, just uh, play devil's advocate here. Uh, I know I said that Miller would have a thousand yards, but let me ask you: Do you think that because this is how I see it, I think Tyree Kill probably has a better year just because of sheer volume. Because I think he's going to be really the only option. I mean, who else does Kansas City have other than Kelsey and Kareem Hunt? Whereas the Bears have Robinson and Cohen and Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen and Jordan Howard's there too. I mean, I, I think I feel like Tyreek Hill is the clear cut number one, especially if Mahomes connects with him during OTAs, they form a bond, whatever. I feel like he's just going to have more volume, more opportunity to kind of do his thing. I, I mean, like you said, I, I think Miller, I would love Miller to put up Tyree kill numbers and be better than him. But I'm just thinking as far as Kansas City's scheme and how they don't have as many weapons as the bears seemingly. Do. Well, um, they actually also, they picked up Sammy Watkins over the, uh, Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Over the off season. So that. that's just another Tyree kill also, which literally now it's 50%. Like you've just cut his, his, right. his skill set in half. So I did forget about that. You're right. Okay, I'll I'll sign off on that then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. That was a great argument, though. I'm so glad there's some kind of banter going on because I I feel like we usually just go person to person to person, but it's good to have that conversation. So keep that alive too. If the, if you if you have something that you don't agree with, let's let's keep that going. Chris, let's go with your prediction. Yours wasn't advertised on Twitter. So the the fans are on the edge of their seat waiting for your prediction. <laughs> so go ahead. So for me, my bold prediction is uh, safety Eddie Jackson is going to be a top five safety in the NFL this year. Um, my reasoning for that is if you watched him play last year, this guy did not play like a rookie. And the fact that he got hurt and, and it dropped him to the fourth round is just is insane to me because he's a first-round talent. He was a first-round talent by the way he played at Alabama. Um like he, when I watched him last year next to Amos, he literally shut down like half of the field by himself. Like the way he would shut down an entire area all by himself was insane to me. It was just crazy. Um, and then obviously he was a rookie last year, so I mean I'm I'm expecting a huge like bump in his play this year. Being next to Amos, we know both of them had great great years last year, so I feel like they're just gonna both build on that. Um, but Eddie Jackson's a playmaker. He knows where to be. He's always aware of his surroundings. So um, a guy who's only going to get better is going to get better. Top five safety in the NFL. Chris, I just want to ask you one thing about that. So we know like Eddie Jackson, I, and I agree with you. I think Eddie Jackson was shut down last year. I think he's the safety that the Bears have been missing for the past five, six years. What part, because like I love Ed, Eddie Jackson. I think he can be more of a uh, playmaker next year. I think we, we're going to see more interceptions. Uh, more maybe some more forced fumbles. I mean, he recovered three fumbles on his own last year. Yeah, two picks last year. Um, I think he becomes more of that kind of disruptor, that more playmaker. What do you kind of see happening as far as development for him this year? 
yeah, playmaking is is uh, that comes naturally to him from what I've seen. But I feel like an, an underrated facet of his game is the fact that he can he doesn't get thrown at. So if he doesn't play make, it doesn't mean he's not doing a great job. If that makes sense, because um, because like I like I just said, like he's he just shuts down an area of the field. Like he he reads the play before it even happens, and you know he just a quarterback. When once once he finds out what it is, what the play is, he he gets to where he needs to be and the quarterback can't throw there anymore you know what I mean so um he's a playmaker naturally that's what he's that's what he was coming out of college so I think that's just that's part of his game but if he's not playmaking he still is impacting the team if that makes sense no yeah you're saying teams are just gonna avoid him I agree with that um so speaking of bold predictions let's let's uh segue into a lot of analysts and uh the up the the bigger guys, the guys who watch all the tape, um, they've they've actually been putting the Bears as a sneaky playoff potential. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I like it. Um, I th- I think I said at the end of the year, uh, before the Bears even made additions, that they could be a sneaky good team uh, just based on the new system, uh, Trubisky making that development jump, as long as well as. Cohen, uh, Cohen, Cohen and Shaheen and a couple of the other young guys making some strides in their development, too. And then, you know, we go out and get Allen Robertson, Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, uh, a great system and a great head coach with Matt Nagy. You draft really well. So, I mean, I like it. I think it could happen. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but. I mean, this kind of ties into what we were going to talk about, too. The schedule is kind of tough. I mean, you have the Patriots on there. Uh, Obviously, the Bears are in one of the toughest divisions with the Lions, Packers, and Vikings, um, who were all in the playoff hunt last year. They also have the Rams, a definitely going to be improved 49ers team uh, at the end of the year, too. So, I mean, I I could see it. I could definitely see it despite the tough schedule. I think the Bears are talented enough. I think enough's been done to really uh, try and get them to that next level? For me, uh, cautiously optimistic is literally the perfect way to put it, in my opinion, Jake, uh, what you said. Um, You know, we Bears fans have been optimistic in the past, and we all know how that's ended when the season's come to an end. So um, it's always scary as a Bears fan to get a little bit optimistic, but, I mean, it's it's really hard not to with, with everything that's been going on. I've seen people put us as high as second and I've seen people put the bears last in the division. So there is, I guess there is still a lot of question marks um, about the development of Trubisky and just other factors. Um, But, you know, I I do like it, but I kind of have to see it to believe it first. I have to see that everyone's bought into the system. I have to see that everyone is hungry to win and stuff like that before I kind of put, put in my full optimism. If that, if that, uh, that makes sense. So, one thing that I, one thing real quick, just, just everyone seems to be kind of, you touched on it, Chris, everyone seems to be knocking Trubisky for his kind of so, so rookie year with just the, uh, handful yards, uh, the seven, just seven touchdowns to seven interceptions. But I mean, what I always say to that is remember what kind of system he was playing in with what kind of coach. I mean, he really didn't have much to work with. Um, and I've said this in previous episodes, too. He was only throwing 10, 12 times a game sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. So to me, you can't knock Trubisky for his numbers last year. He did the best with what he was given is how I think of it. Just to add on to that really quick, um, 
I I get really frustrated when people use that argument of oh seven touchdowns seven interceptions. It's when people mm-hmm. bring that up. I have a pretty good feeling that they they barely watched him last year, if if at all. Because um, us Bears fans watched him, and you know you can see the talent is there. And it may sound biased, but I mean just watching him play, it's just you can see the talent is there. I mean, like you said, there were games where he threw under ten times. Um, I, I can't remember the exact number against the Panthers, but I'm almost positive he threw single digits. Single, he had single digit uh, passing attempts in that game, and we still won yeah. um, mm-hmm. because of the defense. So it's just it's mind boggling how some fans just kind of look at the stats and just assume everything. But yeah, I think he's going to take a big step this year. Um, he kind of has to. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, well, what's funny is my hot take with Patrick Mahomes. Like we didn't we didn't really see much of him, but because I'm not watching every single one of his games and looking at it with a hopeful mind i'm like oh that guy's gonna that guy's gonna suck like <laughs> it's so easy it's so easy as a as a fan of a different team to critique a different quarterback and say he's not gonna be very good and then when he is your quarterback you're like oh man he's gonna be the next tom brady or whatever like he's <laughs> so yeah and to me it is annoying because we do see the tape we do see what he's capable of we do see uh last year the system he was in rather uh, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, like he had all the weapons there at his disposal. Um, he may have been pressured a lot, but I mean, there were times where he was sitting in the pocket and overthrew guys. So, but I mean, Trubisky had some of those ugly throws too. It's just Trubisky next year, and this is so scary to say, has no excuse. Like, I guess his only excuse is it's a new system and um, he wasn't prepared i don't know and even then that's a poor excuse like he's got all the weapons next next season or this season sorry and he has a line that on paper looks like could protect him just fine he's got jordan howard he has matt Nagy. they did everything they possibly could to make him succeed so um and that's so scary to me to not have an excuse anymore like he he better he better be good he better step up well, you're right, though. I mean, and I think that's why we're getting so many can Trubisky do a golf or once like jump in his second year the same way they did, because it's kind of the same thing. I mean, those both those. I mean, I think golf is the more uh, is the more more close comparison than golf or than a once. Pardon me. But because golf also had new younger head coach come in, new system, playmakers acquired for him. And it's not. And like you said, Josh, it's not unfair given uh, everything that was done it seemingly in the name of helping Trubisky make that next step. So it, you're, you're right. It's a scary thing, but it's also kind of exciting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so in order for us to make the playoffs, like uh, some analysts are saying and some uh, sports outlets are saying, um, let's go into uh, the Bears' schedule and just find out what it would take in order for us to make the playoffs and uh, give give our prediction of the of the schedule. Um, but actually, go ahead and give us what's a number that generally you have to get to in the NFC North to uh, make the playoffs. Do you guys know off the top of your head? Pro- I would say off the top of my head, probably 10. 10, yeah. I, 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 that's my number as well. So they I, think that's to, I think Especially that's to even be in the hunt. I think tends yeah, to even yeah, be exactly. fighting for yeah. a spot, especially in the north. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be so. Right. Like, if we get ten, there's potentially gonna be three three NFC North teams in the playoffs. Um, yeah, and so uh, and I, that leaves the Lions out, obviously, because they suck. But <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Another hot take. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now. I mean, 
the Packers had a bad year without Rodgers. Uh, but I mean, the Vikings won 13 games last year, and that was before they got Kirk Cousins and without Delvin Cook. And I mean, the Lions were nine and seven, um, and they were bad in the beginning of the year. Yeah. So and they, they were only four and four at home. So and now they just got a new head coach too. So they're probably going to be about 10 wins. Obviously, the Packers are going to be about 10 or 11 wins. So, yeah, I'd say 10 is probably the absolute lowest threshold. I'm so glad that we picked up Roquan Smith because since you just brought him up, I'm terrified of Dalvin Cook. Like when he comes back, because he was he was good when he when he first came on the scene, and then when he got hurt. No, I don't care who what team it is. When a guy goes down hurt, nobody's ever happy. But um, I was a little oh, I was a little happy. I'm just my <laughs> just just because he was so good on the field. He's he was, he's so scary. But, well, and I think that part of that is uh, why it's so important that we kept Fangio because yeah. the just I mean he has he's really known for adapting his game plan to a specific playmaker and shutting them down. So hopefully. Hopefully that trend continues. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go into the the schedule and see what see what we can uh, predict on a on a win loss basis. So here we go. We're just gonna go in the same order: Jake, Chris, and then myself. And we're just gonna say win or loss. Uh, maybe give like a brief um, reason why. Uh, but let's not go too deep because we could be here all day talking about each team and all that good stuff. So week one: Bears at Packers. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, so Bears at Packers. I do think the Bears lose this one um, just because I think taking the Packers on what I – is that – it might be a Sunday night game, actually. It that is. might yeah, be a primetime game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a tough – that's a tough uh, card to draw for your first game, primetime. You have this whole new system. You're hoping your quarterback takes that next step. The Packers are obviously hungry because they only went seven and nine last year. Aaron Rodgers is back, uh, so I do think the Bears lose the one. I think we're going to see a lot of exciting things though, and I think we're going to see uh, a lot of reasons to be excited for the season despite uh, what might be a tough loss in the opening week. Yeah, um, I'm expecting a loss, but a really close loss, and I, I can't wait for Bears Twitter to go to to be in an absolute meltdown after. Uh, we lose this game if we lose it because I'm full. I, I can already see what Bears Twitter is going to be like if we lose this game week one. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's going to be a close loss. I think we're going to be way more competitive than we were last year um, in these divisional games. So uh, yeah, close loss for me. If, the, if they lose to the Packers like they lost to Atlanta last, last season, I think everybody's going to be super mad because they made so many mental errors against the Falcons like that should have been a win like that giant tight end I mean that giant play that the tight end made I forget his name um for Atlanta Hooper yeah Hooper 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 ran I mean there was like a 80 yard pass or something like Mm -hmm. stupid like that should have been a W like that should have been our game if the if the Packers win because of a mental error yes fans are going to be flying off like they're gonna be so mad but um I think if what you what you're saying is true, if the Bears lose to a close margin, I think I, th- I think people are going to be excited because they, everybody knows how good Aaron Rodgers is, and then he's coming back. So my prediction is I'm going to be I'm going to be the the win um, only because nobody's seen Matt Nagy's official head coaching playbook. Nobody knows what he's going to offer, yeah. and nobody's seen Mitch Trubisky. 
and then nobody's seen what Jordan Howard can do without without the box being stacked. Like, I I think there's, like you said, it's going to be a close game. So I'm just going to go with the W just to be yeah. opposite of the two L's. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not a uh, it's not completely out of the question though either. Like. Uh, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears steal one either, just for the exact reasons you said, Josh, um, just that the fact that the Bears could come out hard and fast and kick the Packers right in the teeth to start that game, and the Packers just aren't, don't know what they're facing. Just the, yeah. I mean, they could guess as much as they want, obviously, but, you know, it, who knows what's really going to happen there. So uh, I, I, I could see it, but I do, I'm going to stick with my loss prediction. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, I'd have to agree. I don't think it's far-fetched at all, but it's it's going to be tough, man. All right, so week two, Seahawks at Soldier Field. So it's a home game. Uh, doesn't hasn't really meant much lately. Uh, Bears still like to lose at home, too. Um, but go ahead, Jake. So my thing with the Seahawks is that they've shown vulnerability, especially with Richard Sherman leaving, uh, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas being kind of questionable as to their roles on the team, stuff like that. So I think the Bears win this one. Uh, the Seahawks' defense isn't what it used to be. Um, I think this is when the Bears' pass rush is really going to be tested, though, because we know Russell Wilson is very mobile. We know he's a slippery uh, kind of guy. It's hard to bring him down. So I think uh, whereas the first game against the Packers has more potential for a shootout, I think week two against the Seahawks is more when we see uh, if the Bears defense can, is still going to be a top 10 uh, defense in the league. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with Jake here. I think this is a win. Um, this, this, for me, it's this simple. Um, the Seahawks are kind of trending downwards and the Bears are trending upwards. That's really all there is to it. Um, I think we're just going to be a better team than them and talent's going to trump everything. Yep, uh, I agree with all that stuff. The, the only part that's scary about Seahawks is they're a relentless team, especially with Russell Wilson at the helm. Like He will take the game in his own hands and just kill himself in order to get that W. But I don't think they're going to pull it off. I think uh, the Bears have got it. So let's go to week three. Uh, Bears at Cardinals. Go ahead, take it away. <clears throat> yeah, um, the thing is, it's kind of like the same thing with the Seahawks. Uh, for the Cardinals, they're kind of on that downward swing. Uh, Bruce Arians is gone, so and they have Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen, obviously now in the building, and our old friend Mike Glennon is there. Um, it's just this kind of same thing. These Arizona Cardinals are kind of on that downward turn, whereas the Bears are on the upswing. Uh, they, as we all know, that they lost Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. He left. Patrick Peterson's really the only threat left there. Their offensive line has issues. Um, I see this as a win. Uh, long story short, I see this as a win uh, for the Bears again. I think that week three, I think this is where we start to see uh, what the offensive game plan is going to be week in, week out. Um, we'll be 2-1 and one after this, and people will start to forget that initial loss to the Packers. Optimism is going to start coming into the picture. But, yeah, I, I believe this is a win, and I, I'm going to say I don't think it's close. Yeah, um, this is just, for me, another case of – the Seahawks game, I think we're just a little bit more or a little bit more talented than the than the Cardinals, because let's be honest, they still have some really good players. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know what Josh Rosen can do yet. So that'll be interesting to see. But, um, you know, they're they're I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm 
I'm almost positive that um, last year I saw a stat that said that they were the oldest team in the NFL, um, especially on the defensive side. So um, it's, it'll be interesting to see what Trubisky and, and our receivers and talented running backs are able to do. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not expecting it to be very close either just because of us being on an upward swing. Um, so yeah, Bears take this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with a win, but cautionably, because this is the, this will be the first elite running back that uh, the Bears will have to face. And granted, we have, because David Johnson's good, and anybody who says he's not is a fool. Like You could tell from the first season that he played, he, he was awesome. And I'm like I'm ninety percent positive he didn't have a leg injury. He had a, he had hand surgery, and that um, that took him out for the entire season. But um, and I'm pretty sure they only kept him out the entire season because the season was a wash by the time he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so David Johnson's no joke. Um, he's his personal goal and prediction is to make a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. Which to even say that out loud is insane. Um, so just be aware of 2016, David Johnson. Like he's just he's really good. I'm gonna say Bears get the win, um, but I think it's gonna be a. a I think I th- I just think David Johnson's worthy of being scared of. Plus you got Larry mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald. And by week three, we'll know what Rosen is um, if if he's still, if he starts week one. Um, if uh, <laughs> actually heard, I, I forget what podcast I was listening to that said this, but they said <laughs> they said if Mike Glennon starts, um, the Bears are going to lose just because <laughs> probably just because just because of history. Like he, um, we go the up Mike against Glennon curse and and the Robbie Gould. The, it's just the the vet curse actually. Um, right. Mike Glennon revenge game. Yeah, exactly. I was so, so mad when Robbie Gold beat the Bears by himself. Like there was they yeah. the forty nine the 49ers did not get one touchdown. They had fifteen points off off of five kicks by Robbie Gold. <laughs> it was it was the ultimate um, kick in the face. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's go week four. I'm sorry. Week yeah, week four, Buccaneers back at Soldier Field, home game. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think this is a W as well. Um, I honestly think that the Bears, if Trubisky had started that game against the Bucks last year, I think the Bears won that game. Um, I, I think the Buccaneers are they're kind of a sneaky good team, um, but they still have some holes to fix. They're still kind of working some things out. Jameis Winston's been very up and down in his time there. Um, but that all being said, uh, I do think this is going, this might be a tough game. Uh, but I do think it's a W I, I do think the bears are a tier above the Buccaneers as far as uh, talent and just players on the roster go. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers are a pretty weird team. I, I'm not really sure what to make of them right now. Uh, um, I can see them anywhere from seven and nine to maybe 10 and six this year. Um, just depends on how some of their players progress. Because um, other than their linebackers, um, they have two stud linebackers in Levante David and Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. But um, Gerald McCoy, you can you can argue as well. Um, well but other than that, I disagree with you. 
I disagree with you. I, I think Jeremy McCoy is not arguable. I think he is legit. Like he is a scary inside yeah. guy. So go ahead. Continue. Yeah, no, no, he's he's a great player. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I for me, I just think of those two linebackers. That's the part that kind of rings a bell. Uh, kind of like when you think of the Buccaneers, those are the two guys that I think of yeah. personally. Um, but yeah, other than those three guys, you know, they're they're not too talented defensively. Uh, like Jake said, Jameis Winston's been up and down. Uh, Mike Evans wasn't. Uh, he was good last year, but he kind of the year before that he was way better and he kind of just took a I don't know an off year I would say um I I really like them making the Ronald Jones pick at running back but yeah I think the Bears are just more talented um it's a home game so um I think we take this one as well um just because I just don't see the Bears starting 4-0 and I have them at 3-0 right now I'm gonna say it's a loss uh and not just because of that um the Bucks like you guys both said are sneaky good like they should have been a top tier team last year um with the talent they have on that roster and then plus they added jpp on the on the side like they have a really good defense um vernon hargreaves is eventually going to fall into place they have vernon hargreaves and Britt grimes uh in their in their uh, defensive back groups like they've got a solid defense uh, Bucks should have been um, definitely better than they were last year, and then plus they added pieces this year, so I think it's going to be a tough, tough game, and um, that'll put them at three one in my book instead of four and zero. Oh, which, as much as I would like that to happen, it just doesn't sound mm-hmm. realistic. But anyway, but so then that's the buy. So go ahead. I'm, I'm sure you were just about to say then it's the buy week, and three and one at the buy is not a terrible thing by any means. Yeah, so we we hit the bye week, week five, and then week six, um, it's Bears at uh, Dolphins. Uh, it's another quote-unquote revenge game for Adam Gase. <laughs> Not necessarily revenge because he left, but it's just those those old Bears guys. They like to beat up on the Bears, so go ahead. Yeah, um, I mean, Adam Gase obviously is a very talented head coach, but the Dolphins have no talent on their roster. I mean, they have almost nothing there uh Kenyon drake's a solid piece um but i mean ryan Tannehill has not proved to be anything special since he's been drafted um i think this is an easy win for the bears i think the dolphins are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league next year um uh, yeah i as much as and i think the gaze factor would have been more of a thing if john fox was still the coach but with the new regime in uh they're obviously doing a whole overhaul of the entire offense and systems so i don't think it's anything that needs to be worried about i think the bears take this one easily yeah um i think this will be a blowout um like jake said they're just not very good um but what kind of what's kind of in the back of my mind is that we're all saying this is a game the bears should win and for that reason they might just mess around and lose it because yeah we're the bears so um, they've done it before yeah exactly so yeah, I mean, I'm fully expecting this to be a win. Um, we're just flat out better, um, but yeah, they're just they're just not that good. Um, and just Mitch Trubisky, I feel like is going to be in full flight. He's going to be ready to go by week five. So, or is this this is week six, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, week six. So he'll be he'll be ready to go. He'll be in midseason form, and you know, we'll just he'll just be taking flight at this point. If Adam Gase isn't enough of a revenge game for you, then Dow Loggins is going to open up his 
giant playbook of plays and destroy <laughs> us. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> Dolphins are going to get their butts kicked. Like I, I think, I think the Bears have got this one in the bag. And like you guys said, that means they're probably going to lose it. So. <laughs> Um, it's kind of kind of like the Steelers. I feel like they always lose the easy games. Yeah, against, yeah, that that is always the case with them. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, I, if we make it to the playoffs, I don't care if you lose the the easy games. Like just just make yeah. it to the playoffs and then win it all. Just yeah, <laughs> just do it. Anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, week seven, Patriots back home, Soldier Field. Uh, I think we all have a omnis feel about this one, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this is a loss. Uh, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, and as much as I would love to say that the Bears have the talent, I mean, they do have the talent. It'll be a competitive game, I think. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything, but the Patriots are still a top three team in the league. Um, Bill Belichick is still himself. Tom Brady's still there. Again, they're probably going to find some guy off the practice squad who is turns into a star out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a loss. Yeah, I, I have to agree here. Um, it's it's Tom Brady. That's really all there is to say. Um, even though he's at the end of his career, he'll dot any defense up at any point. So um, another close loss, but a loss nonetheless. I'm going to say this is where Tom Brady finds the holes. And I don't think it's going to be close. I think Patriots are going to Patriot, and it's going to be a loss. Um, you could tell my the, the tone of my voice is different from the rest of the games because I, I just, like, in my in my heart, I know. I've already accepted. This is <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an L. So it, I won't be too disappointed when it comes uh, just because I know it's there. So that way when they do win uh, – I feel a little better, but <laughs> uh, so week 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 eight Jets back at home, back uh, home games back to back. Uh, where, where do you have us going? Uh, I think this is a perfect bounce back game for the Bears. Um, the Jets are slowly, slowly, and I emphasize slowly here, getting better. Um, but it's a perfect it's a perfect bounce back game after the Patriots. I think the Bears win this one get to beat up on a little bit of a lesser team. I'm sure Sam Darnold's going to play well. Um, well. I'm not sure of it, but, I'm, you know, it'll be a little competition, him versus Trubisky. Uh, it'll be a little exciting uh, quarterback matchup, but uh, the Bears are just – it's not close. The Bears are a better team than the Jets still by leaps and bounds. Uh, the Jets have some playmakers on that defense, but uh, nothing that I, I think that by, the to- by this time the offense will have its legs fully under it be fully functioning, uh, firing on all cylinders, so to speak. Uh, I, I do think the Bears take this one in a perfect bounce back from the Patriots' loss. This one is kind of tough for me because um, I do think the Jets are getting better. I think there is a lot of talent on their team. Um, I do think the Bears win this game, but this would not surprise me at all if it, it turns out to be a loss. Um, I, I'm a huge Sam Darnold guy. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Um, the best QB in this draft. Uh, I think he's going to end up being the best QB in this draft. Um, this is my opinion from what I've seen and from a just pure talent standpoint. Um, but yeah, the Jets. Um, you know, they're 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 a young team. They're up and coming. I would say kind of like the Bears. Um, I mean, you can argue which team has more talent and whatnot, but 
both teams are on the rise. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be cool to see what happens between two up and coming teams. But I'll give the Bears the win. But don't be surprised if this is a loss. And I'm not going to go too deep into why, because you guys did a great job um, saying it. Uh, I think it's going to be a win. Uh, week nine is Bears at Bills. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I. This one is kind of like how it's kind of how Chris said um, for the Jets. It's tough. I don't know what because the Bills just they they play well. They're sneaky good. Um, I mean, last year they were a playoff team. Uh, granted, now they re- let Tyrod Taylor go. But, I mean, they still have a, pr- a pretty good defense. LaShawn McCoy is still a very good running back in the NFL. It's all going to depend on Josh Allen, I think. Um, I think A.J. McCarron's going to be fine, but I think that's it. I think he's just going to be fine. I think at some point the Bills probably turn to Josh Allen, uh, unless McCarron is doing really well, better than expected, and they really think uh, Josh Allen is better off sitting behind him for the year. But... <sighs> See, I, I can't decide. I, I think the Bears do lose this one. I think that the Bills surprise them. I think that the this is probably one of the better defenses the Bears will have faced up to this point. Um, so I, I'll I'll say this is a loss. I think I'll think it's close, but it will be a loss probably. Yeah, I I think I think me and Jake uh, saw each other's sheets or something because I'm. I'm <laughs> Hundred percent in agreement here, because um, let's not forget they they got I mean they did get rid of Tyrod Taylor, but they were a playoff team just last year. So mm-hmm. I mean they still have incredible talent on their team. Um, I think Josh Allen will most likely be starting um, at this point, and although I'm not high on him at all, um, they just have a lot of good weapons to be honest, and their defense is stout. So you know it's it'll be a close game for sure. Um, I just think they're slightly more talented at the moment just because of how young the Bears are. Um, but, yeah, I this is another game where I wouldn't be surprised whichever way it goes. Um, yeah, like you said, Jake, I think I think it all depends on Josh Allen and where he's at. Because uh, also, like you said, Chris, they were a playoff team last year solely based off their defense and and what the whole team as a whole was able to accomplish. So with a piece like Josh Allen, could that be the the missing link? Um, only time will tell. And definitely by week eight or week nine, whatever we're at, I think it's week nine. Um, definitely by week nine, we'll know who Josh Allen is and we'll be able to better predict whether that's going to be a win or a loss. But I'm going to go with a loss as well. Um, it's midseason. Um, and we're sitting at five and three, all of us. Week ten, Lions back at Soldier Field. Uh, go ahead, Jake. In Chicago against the Lions, I'm going to say this is a loss. I think this. I think this one's a loss. The first time seeing the Lions and their new team, um, despite it being at Soldier Field, like you said earlier, uh, Josh. The Bears do like to lose at home sometimes. They like to break our hearts in front of the home crowd sometimes. Uh, I think Matt Stafford is going to be a little better this year. Uh, it seems like he adds a new element to his game every year, just tweaks some things. Uh, I think the Lions defense under Matt Patricia is going to be very good as well. Uh, so I think this one's a loss, uh, this first matchup with the Lions. Uh, for me, this is a win. 
Um, I like how we play division divisional games at home, especially. Um, we almost beat Minnesota last year. Um, Connor Barth wasn't incompetent. We probably <laughs> could have beat the Lions last year at home as well. Um, and then obviously we lost to Brett Hundley at home, which is frustrating. But um, that was the game we were in till the very end. Um, so yeah, I you know we're we're really good at home. Um, the Lions, I feel, are a good team, but I I think they are beatable, especially when they're not playing, um, you know, at home. So yeah, this is a win for me. All right, and then uh, I'm gonna go with shoot. I'm gonna go with a win, just because I want to. I'm going with a win. <laughs> I'm going with a win because uh, it's so up in that that game is so up in the air uh, to me. Uh, I feel like the Lions games always are. They one even last season, the first time that they met. Uh, it was a close game, and then the second time they got blown out. Yeah, we got blown out by them um, when we went, when we went into Detroit. But Connor Barth missed a missed a kick uh, to potentially send us into overtime at at Soldier Field. Yeah, that you're talking about that first game against them yeah. last year. Yeah, so twenty seven twenty four was the final. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, it. so we could have won that one, but then the next one they get their butts kicked later on in the season. So I feel like the Lions are an not. And actually, all divisional games with the Bears is, is an, an, anonymous, uh, an anomaly just because you don't know what the, how they're going to play. And I hope that becomes more consistent as time goes on. Just because it is kind of up in the air, I'd rather fall on the optimistic side. So I'm going hmm. to go with a win. Next game is Bears – I'm sorry, Vikings at uh, Chicago, at, at Soldier Field. So go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to chalk this one up as a win. I think the Bears will kind of be – because in my predictions, I have the Bears losing to the Bills and Lions. So uh, I think they'll be kind of – they'll have a little chip on their shoulder. I think it'll be the first adversity they've faced in the season, back-to-back losses. Uh, I don't think they'd want to take back-to-back losses at home and continue into a three-game losing streak. I think it'll just be a point in the season where the Bears really get tested – I think where this new head coaching staff gets tested for the first time. So, and especially if things break the way I think they will, and they're playing well up to this point, uh, up into that week against the Bills, uh, then I think they're really going to come out. And I think this will be a statement game for the Bears that they win at home. This is going to be a loss for me. Um, I think Minnesota's just too damn good. Um, the, the most losses I could see them taking this year is four, and even that's being a little bit generous. Um, that's how good I think they can be this year. Um, so it's a home game, and we played them really tough last year. Um, and obviously we've only gotten better, but I just – with Dalvin Cook back, um, Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, is, an, is a huge upgrade from any QB they've had. Um, I, just, I just can't see us beating them. Yeah, I, I have it as a loss as well solely because Dalvin Cook is back and that's how much I how good I think he is cuz I, I mentioned him earlier. Uh but yeah, I'm going to go with the loss. The next game is Bears at Lions and yes, this is this is the Thanksgiving game. So go ahead. Yeah, so I think I had the Bears losing to the Lions in the first game. I think they come back and win this one in the second meeting. Um I I think this time, I mean it's just 2 weeks later that they see this team and even on the short week uh, with the early game, I, I do think the bears come out 
uh, especially if they do beat the Vikings and are feeling good about themselves, um, then I think this is a real game that the Bears could come out and, again, keep just keep making statement wins. It'd be two back-to-back wins against division rivals, um, which would be awesome. And then on a big stage on Thanksgiving, too, I, I think it's a prime opportunity for the Bears to uh, really sh- announce that they've arrived. For me, this is a win as well. Um, I see us sweeping the lines this year, not because they're not talented, but I just feel like we always play them tough. Um, our games are always tough, and I just feel like we're just th- like we've just improved so much um, to the point where it's like I mean, if we're my my uh, thinking process is uh, you know if we if we kept them close with all the the past years that we've been bad, and in my opinion, we have improved, so I just can't see us. Um, losing to them at all this year. Uh, so this is a win for me. So I'm going to go with a win as well. Um, last time the Bears played on Thanksgiving was against the Packers, and they beat them. So I'm going to go with that hot streak and say they're going to win again. I think I think the Bears get the get the second second their second uh, Thanksgiving win in a row. And let's move on to the next week: Bears at Giants. See, my thing with the Giants was that they played worse than they are last year i mean i think it was kind of fluky that they were so bad that they ended up with the number two pick um and who did they take number two i am blanking right now uh did they take saquon Saquon. yeah saquon yeah yeah. so now they're adding probably the best player in the draft to their offense uh the Giants really haven't had a running back in a while, like a, a good running back that they could really base their system off of. And the thing is, they're not even going to base their system around him because Eli Manning is still a good quarterback. Um, Odell, full year of him being healthy. I do think the Giants have some weapons. That being said, I think their defense is vulnerable. I think that if you find the spots and you can hit the spots, uh, either on the ground or through the air, that they do kind of fall apart. Uh, I'll say this is a win. I think it's going to be close. It might be within three points. They'll probably be within a touchdown for sure. Um, I think this is a close win. I, I think the bears keep rolling. I think the giants are more on towards mediocre than actually contenders. Uh, I, I think they're more on that plane of good teams, but not really a really good team. And I think that the Bears have the chance to – no, I'm t- I just talked myself out of it, I think, actually. Uh, I, I'm going to go with a loss here. I, I do think that the Giants' offense is actually just going to be uh, taken to another level with Saquon. I, I just completely did a 180 here in the middle of my thought process. Uh, I, I actually think the Giants take this one now. I just talked myself into it. Mm-hmm. I, I think with that offense, it's just the Bears are going to struggle to keep up. Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the loss as well. Um, Jake really just hit it on the head. I feel like last year was just um, fluky more than anything. Um, bad injuries, obviously, to Odell and um, some of their other key players. Um, and, you know, they they adding Saquon is just huge for them because I feel like now they have – I think Saquon's going to be a really good running back. And, obviously, they have Odell Beckham. Um, Eli Manning, I think is still good for maybe another year, maybe two. Um, and this is, this is a road game, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So on the road, I think it'll be tough to beat them. Uh, I'm going to have to say the Giants take this one. 
Yep, I'm going to hop on that bandwagon and say that it's a loss as well. Uh, Odo Beckham's back. You could ask any Giants fan, everybody hated Ben McAdoo, so him being gone, even the players, you can just tell, like with all the suspensions and the player act-ups and all that stuff, like Ben McAdoo was a joke, and I hated his haircut. So <laughs> he had awful hair. He had awful hair. It was terrible. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think this is a loss. New coaching, new feel for the team, um, and the talent is still there. Like they they paid a ton of money for everybody uh, two seasons ago, and they were a playoff team. And then all of a sudden last year they had their num- their number two draft pick in uh, the 20, 2018 draft. So I don't know what happened. Um, and I think it solely has everything to do with Ben McAdoo. So with him gone, uh, I mean, the guy sat Eli Manning and broke his, like the, it was a lot, it was a lost season and they broke his rec his, uh, starting record. Like the guy, the guy's a joke. Like it's just, they brought in Shermer, right? To replace McAdoo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So, I mean, and Shermer, I mean, he made Case Keenum into a playoff hero. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I think it's a loss as well. So Rams at Soldier Field. Go ahead, Jake. I think this is a loss. Uh, everyone's saying, can Trubisky make a golf-like jump, and then you're going up against the actual Jared Goff. Um, Sean McVay's just an, he's an evil genius. I mean, he's just easily, I think, one of the top coaches in the NFL um, to take the Rams from what they were with Jeff Fisher and turn them into what were they an 11 and five team or 10 and six, 10 and six or 11 and five last year. Um, really good team. Great offense. Todd Gurley uh, under Jeff Fisher looked like a nobody. And last year turned back into a stud. Uh, he was running all over people. Jared Goff was hit Cooper cup and Sammy Watkins and all these guys. Um, I think this is a loss. Plus their defense is unbelievable. They just got into Dominica Sue now. So, uh, I, and, you know, the bears are very familiar with him. So I think this is a loss. I think the Rams are just better across the board. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the loss as well. Um, if, if I, in my opinion, if you predict this to be a win, I think you're just being a little bit biased, especially just based on paper. Um, they're just insanely good. The Rams are insanely good. Um, from all the additions they've added this year, it's like they've built kind of like a golden state warriors type team. Um, but in the NFL. So, um, yeah, the, I I see no way the Bears win this game this year. Um, maybe next year when everyone, you know, gets one year under their belt with, uh, you know, a similar like the same system. Um, but other than that, yeah, this this there's no way this is a win, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, I, I believe it's a loss as well. Um, on top of Nadamakin Nadam- Sue. They got Marcus Peters. They got Akeem Talib. Oh, man, I forgot about him, yeah, too. Yeah, like their defense is just solid. Um, Bears are a sneaky playoff team. Rams are a sneaky Super Bowl winning team. Um, and so that's just the fact of the matter. Rams Rams are just a better team right now. They're I feel like they're just one year ahead of the Bears um, in the sense of players and skill-wise. So... Uh, I think next year maybe we could be competitive with the Rams, but this year uh, I think this is uh let's see let's see what we've got here. Um, so next the next week is Green Bay Packers against the Bears at Soldier Field. Hit it.
Uh, I think the Bears win this game. I think it's a revenge game after taking a loss in week one. Um, I, I think the Bears take this one in Soldier at Soldier Field. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a statement. Another, I, I've said that so many times, but I think this is a, a more the Bears like, all right, we're back. Like, we're ready to be competitive in this division. Um, if things go the way I think they will, for me, uh, they beat the Vikings and the Lions once. Just got to notch that one against the Packers too, and uh, I, I think they do it. I think it's I think uh, Soldier Field, the last game at home of the season, and I think they notch that win. Yep, this is a win for me as well. Um, I just even before we started doing this, when I first saw the schedule, um, I was just thinking to myself, I think this is a year we split with the Packers. Um, they take the one in Lambeau, we take the one at Soldier Field. Um, I just feel like we're not that far off talent-wise, um, the, the two teams, that is. Um, you know, I think we've made uh, – we've talked about this throughout this whole podcast, throughout all of our podcasts. I just think we've improved so much, um, and I just can't see them beating us twice this year. Uh, I'm going to go with a loss. It's the end of the season. I think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot, and so will we. Um, but I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has proven himself uh, as a last-minute guy multiple times. He's a, he's a Le- LeBron James type, like, oh, on my back's to the wall, now you're screwed. And um, Aaron Rodgers is a scary guy when his back is to the wall. So I think at this point uh, I'm going to take the, the loss. Uh, but like we've, we've mentioned before so far, those divisional games are, are up – up in the air when it comes to the Bears. All right, so week 16, Bears at 49ers. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, so just how the 49ers are set up, uh, I think this is a loss. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan are a really good duo. Um, They added Richard Sherman. Ruben Foster is probably going to be in there all season, it looks like. Uh, They have a pretty good uh, defensive line that could make some disruptions. Uh, I, I think this is a loss. I think it's going to be close, but and then also the Robbie Gold factor. So I, I think that I think the Bears lose a tough one uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, um, I do think the Bears are more talented than the Niners. Um, but week sixteen, um, you know, it's getting towards the end of the year. Uh, we're on the road against a team who is talented, to say the least. Um, yeah, I. It'll be a tough game. I just can't really see us winning this for some reason. just doesn't sit right with me. I'm going to be the opposite of you guys again, and I'm going to go with the win. Uh, Bears defense seems to have Jimmy Garoppolo's number. Granted, it was only one uh, one meeting uh, with the 49ers last, last season, but uh, they play well against them. No touchdowns and an interception last season and it was like you said the Robbie Gold factor so uh, it was they <laughs> Robbie Gold had 15 points on his own and beat us by himself so I'm not too worried about their offense um, they have Jarek McKinnon as their running back Carlos Hyde's gone I'm not saying McKinnon is bad but I'm definitely not saying he's good we we know what he's about since he was with the Vikings um, so I'm not too worried about the 49ers uh, as long as we can keep Robbie Gould at bay, the scary kicker. Week 17, final week uh, at Vikings. I think this is a loss. I In Minnesota, uh, the Vikings will probably get be getting ready for playoffs. Uh, 
I, I just think I know I had the Bears beating them earlier in the season in their first meeting, but I think in Minnesota uh, with the Vikings probably trying to play some really good football before the playoffs, I think this is a loss. Um, I originally had this as a loss, but um, I was just thinking about it re- really quick, and I think the Vikings would have clinched a first round by if if all goes to plan in my head. Um, if it all goes to plan during the regular season, I think they'll have clinched a bye. Um, so I feel like they won't be playing as hard. Um, and I could see the Bears sneak, sneaking up and getting a win uh, in this game. So, yeah, uh, I, I'll say this is a win only because the Vikings will have already clinched everything there is to clinch, in my opinion. Yeah, Chris, to your point, I completely agree with you. Um the end of the season, Vikings probably have it in the bag. Uh, I think they're the best team in this division, um, all-around team. But then again, uh, I forgot to we forgot to mention this. Uh, I, actually, I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but Kirk Cousins. Who is he? Is he a system quarterback? Is he going to be fine with the Vikings? We'll see. If he's as good as he was with the Redskins, I think Vikings are going to be a dominant, scary team. And so... Uh, I think by the time week 17 comes around, they're going to be resting their starters, and the Bears going to come up with a win for this one and finish the season hot at nine and eight. We discussed at, before doing this that the Bears needed to be a 10-win team to make it to the playoffs. So those bold predictions by analysts and and other sports outlets, Bears Nation podcast thinks you're wrong. So. <laughs> um, I mean, I would I would love for them to be right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think it'd be great, but I just think the Bears aren't quite there yet. Yeah, and I, I would be completely and totally happy with an 8-8 eight and eight season. Um, as long as those losses were, okay, I could see that loss. Like, you know what? Like, we, we, we played our hardest. Like, it was a fun game to watch. 9-8 and eight's not bad, especially for a – team that's up and coming and especially for a team that was that's been doing so bad the past three seasons four seasons five seasons however long it's been since we've been in this drought so yeah yeah i just Uh, wanted to add something really quick um me and josh both said nine and seven and jake said eight and eight and the fact that we're so closely predict predicting this season i feel like is a really good sign because we're kind of getting a feeling of what this team is going to be this year kind of on an upwards trend and um improving um, is the biggest thing, but I feel like we can we can see that they'll be a force for years to come. Real quick, let's jump into OTAs really fast. Um, let's let's talk about the hype that's coming out of out of Hallis Hall. Uh, the veterans got to go in there and practice a little bit. What 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 have you what have you guys been hearing? I mean, it's not so much hearing as uh, just kind of the general excitement of like real football activity getting started again. I think the teams kind of. Uh, excited to get started all the new guys all the new pieces have been added um obviously the ever-present storyline of kevin white as well as Allen robinson anthony miller taylor gabriel trubisky of course what's next for him so it's really just uh excitement mostly to add on to that um i've been seeing i haven't been seeing too much oh this guy's standing out but more so of um just i've i've been on social media a little bit uh this weekend uh, I've seen the team like the the Bears page has been posting like funny videos of them just joking around with each other and they just seem like like everyone just seems like they're they're excited about the season. Um, and then I one thing that I wanted to bring up um, 
Danny Trevathan uh, mentioned Roquan Smith and how um, he's trying to get him to be the best he possibly can, and he's going to mentor him and be there for him for any with anything that he needs, and that kind of that, that that put a smile on my face. I was really happy to hear that. It looks like uh, they're getting along great already. So, very very good sign. Yeah, especially with all these uh, veteran quarterbacks giving their rookie quarterbacks a hard time on other teams. To have these vets come in and say like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna help this guy the best of my ability. That's part of my job." That's uh, it's really humble and bold of of them to just say that they're going to be a part of this growth. Um, especially a guy like Danny Trevathan, like he's he's good. He doesn't have to be that person, um, and that's what they got coaches for. But Danny's on board. He's 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 excited. So I'm excited too. Uh, I watched and rewatched Matt Nagy's uh, press conference just to see if I could catch like little inflections in his 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 words and see how excited is he about about certain people. And it was cool to watch him say Tariq Cohen's name. Uh, he's so excited about Tariq. Um, he he even said the words giddy when he's talking about Tariq Cohen so it's that's a a cute little relationship that they're gonna have (laughs) but it's 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 cool just to see even Nagy get excited about players I do want to bring up the point that she uh that Nagy is excited about Shaheen and that he's bigger than what he thought he was uh that's a great compliment to have uh as a tight end especially as someone who got to see a giant of a man in Travis Kelsey. So to to hear Nagy come in and say, wow, he's bigger than I thought he was. Like He must be at least comparable size-wise to Travis Kelsey um, to, for him to come out and say that. He said he has very natural hands and fits the offense very well. So all these – I've, I've heard someone say that Shaheen's going to be brought in and used as a blocker, but I don't think that's the case at all. I think – I think Shaheen's going to be a giant part of this this team and definitely something to look forward to. Um, and you mentioned it last podcast, Jake, so I know you're excited about him too. I, I love Shaheen. I think he's going to be awesome. Even if even if they do do something with blocking, I know that was something they wanted to work on. I mean, his primary skill is receiving and being a game changer. So, All right. Uh, one last question before we sign off. Um, is it Laurel or is it Yancey? Go for it, guys. <laughs> I I refuse to feed this any further. <laughs> I'm uh, so over it. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly heard both. And um, there was a funny video of Danny Trevathan and Akeem Hicks going back and forth debating which one it was. So if you guys haven't checked that out, that's something to look forward to. It's really funny. That's funny. It just hit me. Like it, I don't even have it in my notes. It just hit me. Uh, at the end of this, so I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's another Bears Nation podcast in the books. This was a longer one. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if it was too long, I'm sorry. You can fast forward. They have features that you can fast forward us in, so you, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm Josh. I'm Jake. And I'm Chris. All right, and bear down. <laughs>